This program is brought to you by Bible Media, under the oversight of the elders of the Chipman Road Congregation in Lee Summit, Missouri. I said in the group that evening, and I, I listened to the other women answer the question prompt that was posed as a way to kind of break the ice before we had the speaker. The question was, what charitable organization do you financially support the most? And some answered, you know, a name of a charity in the community, and, and some mentioned animal shelters, some mentioned medical charities. I was about about a third of the way around the room or, or around the circle, and then it was my turn. And I said, the Lord's Church. Just saying that caused kind of a, a, a static electricity or or a moment of pause in the room. Something shifted. I knew that I needed to answer that to be truthful. That was truthful. The Lord's Church. But what happened after that was, was so very interesting. You see, the next person said, Me too. I give to my church. And the next said, My church. And again, and again, and again, around the circle, I heard, I give to my church. And when each declaration, they would kind of look at me and, and smile or, or wink as, as if we were saying the same thing, we're on the same page. But we did not say the same thing. And there was an important difference. A difference of just one word, an important word. And I know, I, I get it. You know, maybe it's semantics. But semantics matter. Words matter, don't they? I mean, words define our realities and, and they state the truth that, that we believe. They reveal, reveal who we are. They reveal how we think. So that evening, it, it continues to come back in my mind, that statement, my church, because I hear that a lot. And, and I don't know, maybe more so now after that evening. But And so I've been wrestling with this phrase since that evening. I'm trying to connect it to what I know to be true. And there's one situation that, you know, kind of keeps coming back to me. And I wonder, I wonder, is that the idea? That phrase, my church, is that what was going through Jeroboam's mind when he decided to build his church? Jeroboam's church? You see, First Kings chapter 11, it gives us the account of God tearing away the kingdom from Solomon. And because Solomon had been pulled away to other gods. And he gives Jeroboam ten tribes to rule over. And the reason? God told Solomon, You have not kept my covenants and my statutes. Verse 11 of chapter 11. And these sentiments were declared again by God's prophet to Jeroboam as the reason Jeroboam was receiving the kingdom. In verse 33, he said, they have not walked in my ways to do what is right in my eyes and keep my statutes and my judgments. You know, God was very clear as to why the change was being made in the leadership, even promising all good things to Jeroboam, as recorded in verse 38, when he said, Then it shall be, if you heed all that I command you, walk in my ways and do what is right in my sight, to keep my statutes and my commandments as my servant David did, then I will be with you and I will build for you an enduring house as I built for David 
and will give Israel to you. That was a sweet deal. And the reasons were very clear. His ways, his statutes, his commandments. It all sounded great. Until Jeroboam took ownership. Took ownership of everything that was God's. Just in the next chapter over, in chapter 12 of 1 Kings, we see Jeroboam reasoning that he has the right to own God's worship. Verse 27 records Jeroboam moving God's worship from Israel, from Jerusalem to a place that he chose, that Jeroboam chose. And verse 26 records that Jeroboam made two golden calves for them to worship and persuaded the people that it was okay to do that. That doing what God commanded was was too hard, and that he knew better. Then in verse 31, Jeroboam has set up priests who were not from the house of Levi, but they were his priests. And in verse 32, Jeroboam institutes his feasts and his feast days. And in verse 33, the very last verse of that chapter sums up the situation well. It's recorded, So he made offerings on the altar which he had made at Bethel from the fifteenth day of the eighth month, in the month which he had devised in his own heart. In short, it was his worship. Jeroboam took ownership. It was his church. Of course Jeroboam did it to keep his power. I mean, I I get that. To declare his kingship. But it was his reality, wasn't it? He thought it was his to do with what he wanted. And that's why that idea keeps returning in my mind. You know, that evening in that circle of women who were declaring their financial support for their churches. And they were right. Actually, I mean, they financially support their churches. And before you think I've gone too far, I get it. We all understand what they meant, right? I mean, that's true. But each one sitting there around that circle attended a different church, their church. And that's an important difference. Some would say it's, some would say that it's, ah, it's just a matter of tomato, tomato, potato, potato. We know what they meant. It's just semantics. Maybe so. But I wonder when I, when we declare ownership, Where does our ownership begin? And the owners start with, I think, I feel, what sounds okay to me. You know, instead of checking in the owner's manual, I understand. Maybe semantics. Maybe. But words declare reality. They state what the heart believes to be true. And when I think on these things that are true, there's only one church, and it's not mine, and it's not yours either. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 22, as long as we get that, it's just not the same. It's not like a vegetable by a different name, you know? It's a reality. It declares our heart. It's what we believe to be true. And it's ownership. And it is for this that I bow my knees today.
We thank you for listening today. We hope you enjoyed this program. You can find out more about Byway Media by visiting our website, bywaymedia.org. You can find all of our podcasts on all major podcast platforms. As always, we thank you for listening.